Hey, are you ready to change your life? If the answer is yes, there's only one rule. You have to change your mind first. And my friend, there's a place where the neuroscience of how your mind works smashes together with faith and everything starts to make sense. That place is called self-brain surgery. You can learn it and it will help you become healthier, feel better, and be happier. And the good news is you can start today. Thanks, Lisa. Hey, so glad to have you listening today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I live in Nebraska in the United States of America with my incredible wife, Lisa, my father-in-law, Tata, and the super pups, Harvey and Lewis. I'm a neurosurgeon and an author, and I'm here to help you harness neuroscience, the power of your brain, faith, the power of your spirit, and good old common sense to help you lead a healthier, better, happier life. Listen, friend, you can't change your life until you change your mind, and I'm here to help you learn the art of self-brain surgery to get it done if you'd like the show. Please subscribe so you never miss an episode and tell your friends about it. If you tell two or three friends this podcast was helpful to you, imagine how much good we can all do around the world together. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I'm here to help you change your mind so you can change your life. Let's get after it. Well, friend, we're back. It's Thanksgiving week out here on the river. We're sitting by the river, and it's Sunday afternoon, and that means only one thing. It's got to be Tuesdays with Tata. How you doing, Tata? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing really well. It's uh, Thanksgiving in a few days here. The folks are going to hear this on the Tuesday before Thanksgiving, and uh, that's my favorite holiday. It is? Mm-hmm. Well, it's a good time. It's a good time of the year to give thanks, but one of the things that we have to remember is we need to give thanks every day. That's right. I remember one year at... Uh, at Thanksgiving or Christmas, we were having a big meal together. We're going to be together with all our kids this year at Thanksgiving and um, all the grandkids. And I remember you were there, too. It was at your house, in fact. And Scarlett and Georgie, who were the two only grandkids at the time, were probably three and two or some four yeah. and three. And uh, they were arguing about who got to say the prayer over the meal. <laughs> and and uh, George had asked first if he could say the prayer. So Scarlett was real polite about it. But once we said amen, she stormed off into the other room. To, and we said, Scarlett, where are you going? And she said, I'm taking a break from all y'all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she was taking a break. Yeah. But, but here on Tuesdays with Tata, you, you can pray as much as you want, friend. You can, go to the, you can go to the prayer wall anytime you want to, and you don't have to take a break from any of us. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, we hope you're having a good holiday season and that, that you're able to spend some time with people that you love. And, and just know that Tata and I and Lisa and Harvey and Lewis even are thankful for you, friend. That's right. Yeah. And, and thing to, the thing to remember, if you, if you find yourself in a spot where you, you're hard-pressed to remember what to give thanks for, give thanks for Jesus. That's right. Amen. Well, Tata, something neat happened. Last night I was, I was uh, watching a few minutes of football after you went to bed, and that didn't last much longer, but I got a text message. Um, and guess who is endorsing my new book? Uncle Cy from Duck Dynasty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Isn't that something? So Uncle Cy said, I'll just read you a little excerpt of it. He said, um, hey, you need to read this book. <laughs> Dr. Lee Warren and his family have had some hard licks from this old world, and in this book they bear their soul, sharing everything, and I mean everything. Then they show you how, to, how they overcame and how you can too. And then he says, this is a must read. I've read it several times, and parts of it still bring me to tears. That a man can and his family can go through so much, be so low and near the bottom, and then through God's miraculous grace, fly so high. It's utterly amazing, Jack, uh, Uncle yeah. Si. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. 
he speaks his mind. Such no a, question about that. Such a blessing that uh, this new book is getting so much support. Friend, I just ask you to be in prayer for... We're now down to the nitty-gritty. The copy edit's underway. It'll be going to print soon. I'll be recording the audio book, um, hopefully sometime in the first part of the year. And then July 25th of 2023 is the release date. Uh, July 25th. So it'll, that'll come up on us pretty fast here. And we really believe this book's going to help a lot of people. So be in, prayer, be in prayer about that. Tata, what do you got for us today here on Tuesdays with Tata? Well, I, I just wanted to, 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 to go a little bit deeper into what Job had said in Job 19, 25. Mm-hmm. He said, I know my Redeemer lives. I know. And, and, and John talks about that. And, and, if, and John, the, 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 these are short little books, 1 John, 2 John, 3 John. But the one thing that, that, that really uh, that anchors me in this reading is what John says in, in, in 1 John chapter 2, in verse 1. My little children, I am writing these things to you so you may not sin. Mm. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Yep. He, he, and he is the perpetuation for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. So think about that just a minute. We just, we've talked about that before, but knowing that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that he, is, he's, he made the sacrifice for us and he paid the price. He paid the price for our sins. So how do we do that? How do that, we... Have... Before you go on that, just so we don't make an assumption here, that word that John uses, propitiation, that means basically that he, he is the thing that can appease God's righteous That's justice right, yeah. against us. He paid the price. Yes. He paid the price. And, and God's justice demanded that somebody pay for that sin, and Jesus is the, is the propitiation. He's the one that did that for you. And, and, and what I want to emphasize is what, what John talks about knowing. And, and, and he talks about that in, 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 in chapter 5. I write, write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. Mm. That you may know. And remember what Job said, I know my Redeemer lives. And so, and John is, is, is emphasizing that also. And, and this is the confidence that we have toward him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And we know that he hears us, if, that we know that he hears us in whatever we ask. We, and we know that we have requests that he, we have asked him. So the, the, knowing, knowing, first of all, that John emphasizes that through Jesus Christ we have forgiveness of our sins, and, but and the emphasis is not on our sins, but do not sin, don't don't commit sins. But if we do, we have an advocate. That's right. But then then John reminds us that we know that we have eternal life. You may know. Yeah. That's like what we talked about last time, and how he's never ever ever he's trying to convince you That's that right. you can relax and know. That he's got you. You don't have to do any search. That's right. And then, over and, and following in, in another, few, another few verses, in verse, uh, in verse 18, we know that everyone who has been born of God does not keep on sinning, but he, will, he who was born of God protects them, 
and the evil one does not touch him. So we know that. So that we know that we do not keep sinning. We, once, we, once we have accepted Jesus Christ, we, we abandon sin. That's right. We no longer commit sin. But even if we do sin, and one thing that we know for sure, that we're all sinners. That's right. It goes back to that uttermost salvation that we talked about last week. It, it's supposed to not only save us, but also change us. That's right. And Peter says in 1 Peter two fifteen and 16, it is God's will that by doing good you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. Live as free people, but do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. That's right. He's saying don't go on sinning. You know, change, let God change you to the uttermost, but you are saved. Like when you make a mistake, He's got you. And so, but, but think with me, there's several things here that, that John is emphasizing. We know that everyone who has been born of God does not keep on sinning. But he who was born of God protects him, and the evil one does not touch him. That's right. We don't keep sinning. We, don't, we have protection, and, and we have protection from Satan through God himself. That's right. We know that we are from God and the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. And we know the Son of God has come and given us understanding so that we may know Him who is true and we are in Him who is true, in His Son Jesus Christ. He is the true God and eternal life. Little children, keep yourself from idols. Mm. So think of the peace that you can have right there if you know that you have eternal life. And you know that. Mm. How do you know that? Because Jesus Christ died for you. That's right. He died for us. He died for all the, the whole world. And, because, and he is our advocate, if, even if we do sin. And we will. We will sin. And I always think about what Job said also. We haven't talked about this before, but uh, Job said that he made a covenant with his eyes. Yeah, not to look lustfully upon a young woman. That's right. He made a deal That's that right. he would not do that. Yeah. So what did that suggest? He was trying to be holy. That's right. And maybe he had done that before. Yeah. But he made, he made a covenant with himself that he would not do that. Mm-hmm. So we have an advocate in Jesus Christ that, that if we have Jesus Christ in our heart and in our lives, and we have said yes to Jesus, we have an advocate, even right. if we do sin. He is, right. he is praying for us constantly. Yep. And He is advocating for us. He is, he is, he is standing in the gap for us. Yep. He's on our side. What interesting, a powerful thought. Interesting that He finishes this. So he, he writes this whole thing about you can know that you're saved and, and don't sin. You know, Let that change you to even what you want and how you think and all that. And then the last sentence is... Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Why do you say that? I I would suggest it's because of the previous verse when he says, and we know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know Him who is true. So the Spirit gives us understanding that we know Jesus is true and we are in Him who is true, His Son Jesus Christ. And then he tells us who Jesus is. He is the true God and eternal life. And then he says, keep yourself from idols. So here's the crux of the matter. God's the true God. He's the reason we can have confidence. He's the reason we know that we are utterly saved to the end of everything. And idols get in our way. Idols are things that we love more than Him or want more than Him. It takes our eyes off God. 
That's right. We no longer are pleasing him, we're pleasing ourselves. Right. And don't be don't be caught up in the idea that we're we're talking about idols. That doesn't mean a carved little statue of somebody that you put no. up in worship. It means anything. Anything. A habit, a, a relationship, another person, money, your power, your title, any of that, your health even, your fitness, any of those things that, that becomes more important to you than God. That's right. That's exactly right. Uh, because one of the things that happens to us if we're not careful, something can cause us to stop thinking about God. That's right. And, and stop talking to Him. That's why, that's why it's so important to pray. Spend time in prayer in the morning, spend time in prayer during the day. Now, what does a prayer have to look like? Does, does it have to be written down? No. No. Maybe it just says, I, when I look at the sun, sunrise in the morning, you know what I say? Thank you, God, for letting me see that. That's right. Thank you. Yeah. And, and, and what, what I, and I don't know. He didn't say, you're welcome. That's right. Do I need that? No. No, I don't. All I need to do is believe. Yeah. And trust. But when we, when we think, when we, when we set something else up that requires more of our attention than it requires of God... Their attention that we, we should be spending on God. That's right. It takes something away from that, then we that that's idolatry. Yeah, that's right. Because God Himself said, I, I am. That's I am. my name. That's right. And I will not have anyone above me. That's right. Or in my place. And I would say that that's a good that's a good thought, because sometimes we put ourselves above him. Like even when when it comes to how I talk to myself when I make a mistake, like I'm I'm prone to tata, I'm prone to do something stupid and then say to myself, "You big idiot! Like what's wrong with you? Why did you do something? Why do you do that? Why do you keep doing that? You are such a moron! You're never gonna get." And and then I realized I'm making it all about me. That's right. And then I try really hard to change my vocabulary and change my posture to where I then say. God, I'm sorry I did that. That that didn't honor you. It didn't re- represent you well in the moment. Okay. And and you could have, if I had been more sensitive to your spirit, I'm certain that you told me not to do that, or you okay. gave me another way, or you gave me a door where I didn't have to walk through there and do that thing. And I, and please help me to be more discerning of your of your influence and power over my life in those moments in the future. And then what am I doing? I'm putting myself under His covering. That's right. I'm putting my brain in line with my spirit and listening more than acting and talking and I'm not dishonoring his creation I'm his precious child like, like made I'm, in his image right and, and he doesn't want me to dishonor his work in my own life and in my own heart and so that puts me in a posture that, that's anti-idolatry if you're, right. if you're putting God in line first then you can't be worshiping yourself or maybe simply put all you have to do is say to him help me help me Help me. I can't do this by myself. God himself said, apart from me, you can do nothing. That's right. Think about that. You can do nothing. Anne Lamont wrote a great little short book on prayer called Help, Thanks, Wow. <laughs> and it's, it's three prayers that you can pray. Help, <laughs> thanks, and wow. Yeah. And I got it. I mean, as a, as a qualifier, I, I've, I've really searched hard in the Bible to find the gospel that Anne Lamont preaches. And I, it's not in there. I, I, so I'm not advocating for her particular brand of theology. I, 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 I love her writing. I think she's done a lot for me as a, as a reader. 
but I'm not advocating that you're going to find your path to spiritual enlightenment through her writing. I would, I would say get you closer to Max Lucado than, than Anne Lamott if you're looking for theology. <laughs> yeah. but, but those are three pretty powerful prayers, help, thanks, and wow. Yes, and, and because everything that we have, all of our possessions, our life itself, our breath, yeah. is a gift from Him. Absolutely. Amen. But, and many times we, 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 we set ourselves up that, to be more than we are. That's right. We, we make ourselves something that we are not. And so what we have to do is claim the promises that He made. That's right. Hey, Jesus said, I'll be with you always. Amen. We need to stand on those promises. And I think it would be good to finish this episode. I'm going to play Tommy Walker's version of Standing on the Promises. There goes a bald eagle down the river right there, Tata. <laughs> Just about my three o'clock. Yeah, well, I missed him. Speaking, <laughs> of, speaking of giving God praise for beautiful things. There's Amen. A, there's a beautiful oh, eagle it's a beautiful right afternoon. down the river. Yep. Well, thank you, Tata, for another great set of insights from the Word. <laughs> You're welcome. So if we're, uh, you know, I, I think if we need to know, we need to know where we stand. We need to know what we believe. We need to know who our Redeemer is. When do we start? We start today. We start today.
Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the show so you automatically get every episode. And if you like the show, you'll love my weekly letter. Check out my writing at drleewarren.substack.com, drleewarren.substack.com. Get the free newsletter every week for my best prescriptions for becoming healthier, feeling better, and being happier through the power of faith and neuroscience smashing together via self-brain surgery, drleewarren.substack.com. And if you need prayer, go to the prayer wall at wleewarrenmd.com slash prayer. The theme music for the show is Make Us One by Tommy Walker, graciously provided for free by the great folks over at tommywalkerministries.org. Check it out and consider supporting them, tommywalkerministries.org. Remember, you can't change your life until you change your mind. And the good news is you can start today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren. I'll talk to you soon. God bless you, friend. Have a great day.